Good morning, everyone. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Grizzly Bear Bets podcast on the Grizzly Bear Blues Podcast Network. I'm your host, Chase Bobbitt. Today is Monday, November 7th, 2022, and we are right back for a back-to-back for the Memphis Grizzlies tonight as they take on the Boston Celtics at home. So the Grizzlies defeated the Washington Wizards 103-97 last night, taking their record to 7-3 on the year through the first 10 games. And now the Eastern Conference champion Boston Celtics will come into town, giving the Grizzlies a great chance for them to show how they stack up against one of the best teams in the NBA, especially without Jaron Jackson Jr., who looks like he is on pace to come back either next week or the week after. So last kind of stint without Jaron before the Grizzlies will be close to full strength. Should get Zaire soon after that, and from there we can really see what these Grizzlies are about. But did a great job to tread water up to this point, seven and three. I believe it's third in the Western Conference at the moment, with the Utah Jazz ahead of them. So you think eventually that will uh, will even out, and the Grizzlies, you know, will be able to take over a spot there. So looking at last night, the Grizzlies won the game 103-97, as I mentioned earlier. That did not cover the nine and a half spread that it ended at. So unfortunate there for me to not get the 9.5. I did predict the under, which hit very easily. The game only finished with 200 total points. The Wizards didn't crack 100 or 200 points for, sorry, did not crack 100 points for, I believe, the second time in a row, if not third time in a row. The Wizards just are not a good offensive team. Grizzlies got the job done. Um, Some other bets that I made. The first quarter money line or first quarter slash money line bet, which was I bet Grizzlies Grizzlies did not hit. Uh, Wizards got off to a, a hot start, eleven and two run to start the game. Grizzlies then had to try to come back, fight back. Ended up losing the quarter by one. I think that was always a threat because of a Sunday game, early afternoon game. The energy was nowhere near as high as it was on Friday when they played. So unfortunate there. They almost came back to cash that first quarter, but they did not. Ended up obviously winning the game, so that hurts even more that the other half of the bet did hit. So that did not hit. Uh, Main story from this game, and from my perspective, was play of the day was Steven Adams over 9.5 rebounds. He had 7 going into halftime, so felt great. Thought it was pretty much already done. Um, Was watching football at the same time, wasn't really paying attention, then noticed that he wasn't back out there. Turns out he had an ankle injury. It seemed like he was done for the night. Then next thing you know, he comes back out, grabs three boards in about seven minutes to end the game, helps sure up the win for the Grizzlies who were struggling in his absence, and then he casts our over nine-and-a-half rebound play, which was our play of the game, taking us to eight and two on the season. I did have his over points, which didn't hit. Him not playing that many minutes obviously hurt that, but is what it is as part of the game. And then some other bets that I made, uh, Kyle Kuzma, May have given him too much credit. He hit the two threes, so I said over two threes that hit, but did not have the 18 and a half points. And I said someone had to score for the Wizards. Um, well, no one scored for the Wizards is what, what ended up happening in that game. So Kuzma finished with 12 on the night. I believe their highest score was Monty Morris had 18. After that, Porzingis had 10. Hachimura had 15. Will Barton returning to Memphis had 12. So just not a lot of points on the board for the Wizards. I thought that Kuzma would be able to get a couple more, but he did not, and that play did not cash. Um, I believe that's all I had for this game. Yes. Uh, I keep saying it. These are good wins for the Grizzlies under the circumstances in front of them to not drop games like this because these can be very tough games to get up for, and I talked about how Taylor Jenkins allows the Grizzlies to win these kind of games that they should win but are a lot more difficult than – 
that you would think they would be. So good win for the Grizzlies, and now they a lot more energy in the building tonight. All 15 games – there will be a game – all 30 teams play tonight, but there will be 15 games in the NBA tonight. So it's a lot of energy around the NBA tonight. No games tomorrow at all, so all the, all the teams do play today. Um, a good test against the Boston Celtics tonight, which we'll go into now. Again, as always, this is not gambling advice. I take no financial responsibility for any bet you guys place. And DraftKings is the book that I'm using to find these lines. So game tonight, you have Boston Celtics coming to, t- coming to town with a 6-3 and three record. Had a nice day of rest after playing on Saturday in uh, against the New York Knicks. The Grizzlies are currently at plus 3.5. Over-under is at 231. So Boston, under everything that they've had going on with their coach and people kind of thinking that this could be a slip-up spot for the team, they've done everything they've had to do. Jason Tatum has been playing at an MVP level, averaging, I believe, 30.3 points per game so far this season. Adding Malcolm Brogdon, who has stayed healthy to this point, has been a great addition for them coming off their bench. And then you have guys like Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, Al Horford, their normal contributors, doing what they have to do, and which is the reason why this team ended up being a championship finalist last year. So very good team. Uh, last time they played, we saw was on Saturday night. As I mentioned, they beat the New York Knicks and scored their season high 133 points in that win. So coming off you know the best game of their season in terms of scoring the basketball. And now they're going into Memphis, who is not a great defensive team. And we'll touch on what that has in store for the Grizzlies. So looking at the spread, both these teams are below 500 against the spread this season, which is tough because both these teams are very good against the spread last year. Um, Boston's four and five against the spread. Memphis is three and seven. Memphis against the spread is—it's just like when you compare it to last season. It was almost because the Grizzlies caught everyone sleeping last year for the whole year. No one expected the Grizzlies to obviously be as good as they were, so they were able to pick up a lot of spread wins or covers that they normally or they will not now because Vegas is kind of caught up to the Grizzlies and um, the fact that they're one of the best teams in the NBA consistently now. So. It seems Memphis has only been the underdog once so far this season. That was the game against the Mavericks that they closed at minus, uh, plus five and a half. And we saw what happened there. They got blown out, lost by 30-something. Um, I think that this spread seems a bit strange. I thought it would be closer to five and a half, six. The fact is that three and a half makes me nervous because I don't see why it would be that that low um, with the way Boston's been playing, the history that these two teams have against each other, the fact that Memphis is coming off a of back-to-back. A lot of trends are pointing in Boston's direction. We saw these teams play twice last season. Boston won both the games. The most recent one that we saw was the game that basically no one played for the Grizzlies because it was the last game of the season. We saw Boston, who basically what everyone thought they were going to do was sit their guys so they could avoid the Brooklyn Nets. And not get the. I think it was the, they ended up getting the two seed if they won the game. They get the three seed if they didn't win. They ended up winning the game, getting the two seed, and people were kind of confused, not expecting that to happen. And then they obviously went and swept the Brooklyn Nets, and ended up benefiting from that decision. So that was the last time we saw these two teams play. The time before that is probably more of what we would want to look at when we're trying to analyze the game and the matchups. Boston won that game one twenty to one hundred seven in Boston. That was a nationally televised game. Um, John Moran had 38 in that game. It was a big game. Um, Grizzlies played well, but Boston broke away at the end of that game. So I'm torn. Again, if it was five and a half, six, I'd like the Grizzlies here. Three and a half seems low for me. Um, Memphis was great as an underdog last season, 
But as I said, I think Vegas is kind of catching up to the Grizzlies right now. Just three and seven against the spread. It's awful. Um, one of the worst teams in the NBA this season against the spread. So I'm going to go, and I hate to say this, I know, and I get stuck in this spot sometimes. Normally, I lean Grizzlies and try to get everything pro-Grizzlies. But in this situation, in this spot, I do like the Boston Celtics to cover the three-and-a-half spread here and win the game, obviously. So I think the wing combo that Boston can bring out, obviously Dylan Brooks will be able to guard one of the two um, of Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, but one of them will not be guarded by Dylan Brooks. And then, you know, guys like Al Horford, Malcolm Brogdon off the bench. I just think it will be a lot for Memphis to deal with, especially without Jaron Jackson Jr. in this game. So we see Jaron, you know, next week. We see that version of the Grizzlies. I think it could be a lot different of a matchup because Jaron could do very useful and impactful things in this game if he were to be healthy. So I like Boston. One of my favorite plays. Very tempted to play this as my play of the game. I did not. Over 231. Or over under 231 is the line. I like the over here. Both these teams are fifty are above 50% in their games hitting the over this season. And both their matchup la- both their matchups last season finished with the over hitting. They're number one and number four respectively in points per game this season. Boston leads the NBA with 118.8 points per game. Memphis is currently in fourth at 117.1. So both these teams, top five offenses in the NBA. Memphis, we've said many times, not a great defense. Um, And each of the last seven games between these two teams at the FedEx Forum has gone over. So Boston coming off their season high in points against the Knicks. Memphis only scoring 103 against the Wizards. are going to want to get out and run and score some points, kind of make up for that performance last night. And I think Memphis has to, well, they, they do have to, not I think, they do have to score back and forth with Boston because they're not going to be able to defend them. And they've proven that, you know, in the two games last season, we saw that they couldn't um, defend Boston either. So I'm going to go the over here. I like it a lot. I think that Boston should easily get 120 points. Memphis 115 is a very reasonable number to ask them to get to. And if this game finished like 121 to 115 or whatever, that would not surprise me at all. Um, So I love the over here as the play. So that's the over-under in the spread. Very star-heavy when we look at the... Props for tonight, I have John Morant over 6.5 assists. I think Boston's going to throw a lot of good defenders at Jaw, leaving open men in the corner, just have to hit their shots. Jaw had 38-7 and in the one game that he played against the Celtics last season. Great game for uh, Morant, and I think he hits that. He's averaging 6.9. Usually you've seen the over-under of his assists be around 7.5 so far this season most of the time. Now we see it at 6.5, which I think is a good spot for Jaw to get 7 assists and cash that over. He had, I can tell you here, he had six assists against the Wizards, but game before that against the Hornets, he had 11. He had seven against Portland, um, seven against Brooklyn. He had 38 and seven against the Nets, who that was a high scoring game as well. And there's going to be a lot of points in this game. So I like Jaw to get over six and a half assists in the game. I also like him to get over his 28 and a half points that is currently listed at. He's averaging around 28 right now for the season after three games, 28.3 per game this season so far. After a hot start, he's slowed down, hasn't scored over 30 points in three consecutive games. I think this is the game against the Celtics. Or yes, against the Celtics. Big big matchup here. I think John Morant gets back to his 30 points a night scoring average and cashes the over 28.5 here. So I like that a lot. Next play I like is actually a Celtic star. 
two plays I like here. Jason Tatum over 26.5 points. He's averaging 30.3 points per game so far this season. He had 34 a game in the two games against the Memphis Grizzlies last season. He's been on a tear this year, one of the MVP uh, frontrunners so far. And I just think that, yes, Dylan Brooks is a good defender, but I think Jason Tatum is one of those guys like John Morant, like Luka Doncic, these guys that are at the elite of the elite in the NBA. It's really not can you stop them. It's just trying to stop everyone else around them because they're going to get their points basically regardless of what you do. And I expect that to be the same here. Play of the game is a Boston's is a Jason Tatum prop because I love it. And I thought about the over. I'm going with this. I'm going Jason Tatum over two and a half threes per game. That is the play of the game. Um, Boston's second in threes attempted per game this season. They shoot it at a almost, I believe, um, Kevin, O'Con- Kevin O'Connor and Chris Vernon on their podcast, The Mismatch, talked about the fact that this is almost like a Houston Rockets, James Harden style offense when it comes to the amount of threes that these two teams take or this team takes per game. Um, is very similar to what the Rockets did. It was in the 40%, I think like 45% of their shots are threes. Um, he's shooting nine a game, which is the most threes in his career, and he's shooting them at 38% this season. He had six last game against the New York Knicks, and he has hit three threes in six of his nine games so far this year. So I love Jason Tatum over two and a half threes here as my play of the game um, to cash tonight. Last one I like. Just a quick one, Grizzlies team total over 113.5. Grizzlies only scored 103 against the Wizards last night. I think they want to go out. And again, I like the over, so it makes sense to like the Grizzly team total over as well, which is at 113.5. I think the Celtics is at 117, so I like that as well. If you want to go that route, both these teams' team totals, I think, are good plays um, because they're both going to score a good amount of points. Uh, Celtics is 117.5. So, honestly, both the team totals I like at 113.5 for the Grizzlies, 117.5 for the Celtics. So, that is all for today, guys. I appreciate everyone, as always, for listening. It's been a great start to the podcast, 13 episodes in. Um, I will be back on the 9th, which is a Wednesday for the game against the San Antonio Spurs. And then looking ahead to the game on the 11th of Friday, they play Minnesota. Um, Personal news there, I'm actually getting married on Friday, so I will not be covering that game. We'll have someone else else in the Grizzly Bear Blues family covering that game for you guys so you guys don't miss out on anything, allow you guys to get a fresh perspective on things as well. So thank you again for everyone listening. Make sure to follow the Twitter at Grizzbear Bets. Make sure to follow my personal Twitter at ChaseBob at 9. The Grizzly Bear Blues Twitter at SBN Grizzlies. Also, make sure to check us out online at grizzlybearblues.com for great written content. And make sure to listen to all the other podcasts on this podcast network. So, thank you guys very much. And I will see you guys on Wednesday for the game against the Spurs. 